Well, we're back in our lengthy discussion of what it means to be a disciple, a follower, a learner of Christ, to be able to align our hearts with His in a real practical, everyday, common space beyond just what happens at church. I'm Pastor Dan, uh, pastor here at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And uh, that's the whole goal of what our podcast is about, to be able to have these kind of conversations where we just begin to pull back the layers on some of these topics uh, and to be able to have uh, you, a listener, wherever you may be uh, at this time, listening, uh, to begin to start thinking in your own life, what does discipleship look like in my everyday rhythms, in my everyday activities, in, in the type of job that I do, in uh, the home that I live, in the neighborhood I live, with the, with the friends and the community I have, or um, even the hobbies that I do. So uh, we're excited to be this. Uh, we're excited to be back here, as always. I've got uh, my two pastoral residents. Uh, Ryan, you want to say hi? Hey. And Mike. Hey, everybody. All right. So I uh, always want to make sure you hear their voices and tell which one uh, is saying which. But uh, <laughs> we are uh, glad to, to do that. And uh, these first few episodes, we're really focusing in and trying to get the right perspective and dialogue and language used when we talk about discipleship. And uh, today we're going to speak about the idea of being intentional in having checkpoints along our journey. What do I mean by that? Well, we live in an extremely fast-paced society. Uh, not only are we um, very, very busy in the activities we do, uh, but we have access to technology right at, at our fingertips that can entertain us literally 24-7. Uh, we can uh, watch shows on demand. Uh, we can pull up the exact songs we want. Uh, we are in more control of our lives in that regard than ever before. And uh, we, in a sense, are masters of what we want. Unfortunately, because of that, we can move so fast through life that we never actually stop and ask ourselves good questions. And I believe one of the keys to the success of discipleship is being able to slow down and ask some good questions. That if we just keep moving with the pace, if we just keep going with the flow, if we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, we'll never get to the real heart or to the real issue or to the real thing that our soul is craving for because we're just keep filling it up with other stuff. In fact, I've known several different uh, individuals who purposely want to move fast because if they slow down, they have to actually deal with the things that, that, they're, that they're struggling with or the things that are happening. And so they just want to keep moving faster and faster. And so uh, I think to, to really be on this journey, we have to be intentional about these checkpoints. In fact, God shares that multiple times in some of the, uh, the disciplines of a Christian life, one of those being the Sabbath, one of those being silence and solitude, uh, one of those being just taking time out as Jesus did, removed himself from the crowd and just spent time with God. So this is kind of what we're looking at. This is kind of uh, uh, the d discussion. And, and so how do we do it? How do we make this practical? Uh, that's what we're going to get into. And so, uh, Ryan, as I'm sharing there as we're talking, uh, you know, what, what are some of your thoughts on this topic? So this is something I would say you know, everyone loves to talk about, oh, you know, did you have your devotion today? Did you, you know, read your Bible today? Yeah. And right, those are, those are great. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. But what does that actually mean in the context of a relationship? You know, and, and, and a few years ago, I read a book called The Secrets of the Secret Place. 
And it was all about when Jesus instructs his disciples how to pray, he, befer- he, be- he first says where to pray. Don't mm-hmm. be like the Pharisees. Don't be praying on the streets so that people think you're so great and mighty. But when you pray, go into your inner room, shut the door. The Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so there's something, at least I found personally in my life, about getting away, mm. shutting the door, all the distractions of the world, all the importance, all the things that are important in the world, all yeah. the good things, and saying, no, there's only one great thing right now. Yeah. And it is God, and it is this time with mm. Him. You know, and I, I'm not trying to solve all the issues, fix all the things, but just spending time with him, you know, getting to know him. And, and I found just having that time, setting that time aside has been life-changing because mm. it's life-giving. Mm. And, and it's really something that I need each and every day Yeah, because I'm prone to wander. Mm. I'm prone to, to try to find my fulfillment in other things. Yeah. And, and if I'm not grounded in him, just he, just me, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, uh, I'm a mess. Yeah. So you feel the, uh, the physical act of doing that helps you in a spiritual sense. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's, it's amazing again, how, um, you know, as we learn ourselves, um, and we learn, you know, the things that either we are prone to or the things will, you know, we're so easy at making excuses. We're so easy of, um, you know, trying to sidestep certain things. But as you've learned, you know, I can, I can remove myself physically. That helps you in that spiritual sense. Yeah. And I would say too, even when you talk about prayer and not getting into something too deep here, but the time that I spend with God primarily in that time isn't me praying for people, doing other things. It's just relational one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting yeah. to know him, it's, it's listening. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's just being in his presence. And from that place, sure, maybe the Lord is leading me to pray for certain people, but it's not about a checklist. Mm-hmm. It's not about get in there, do this, 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 and that. It's just having an encounter with, with the living God mm-hmm. yeah. and letting him be be that life supply. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that for you, that checkpoint for yourself, um, is what is, is working or something that has helped you in that, you know, somebody, you know, might be sitting there saying, I, I don't even have a spare room to go to, or I can't physically, or, or I don't, you know, we're not saying everyone does it this way, but yeah. what you've learned in, in learning to say, okay, I, I don't want to wander. I don't want to fall into just doing, doing, doing. I don't want to get caught up in uh, other people's thoughts of world ideas or, or, you know, ideologies or different things. I need to physically put myself there and then spend this sweet time with God. So, uh, you know, when I use this phrase checkpoints, um, you know, it's it's knowing yourself enough to, to do these things that helps to be intentional so that you don't go fast or, or wander like that. That's really good, Ryan. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, one of the, the things that I've noticed maybe about myself, I won't project this onto other people is that, um, I think sometimes we're accountability averse, Mm -hmm. uh, whenever it comes to checkpoints. And so like we or really anything in our life, like we 
are addicted to going quickly um, for a number of reasons, but I think that there's a strong argument to be made because it just distracts us yeah. from what's really going on underneath. Yeah. Um, the the great modern prophet Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, he had some. Um, he was talking on a, a late night show one time and was just talking about how like we just struggle to sit even just in silence. Mm. Right. And he's like, and I'm in my car and like all of a sudden it hit me, right. That it's quiet. And he's like, and I just felt like my soul falling into the deep pit of just depression. And so I went to turn the radio on and he said, instead I didn't, I just cried. Um, and like allowed myself to feel all the things. And it's funny and we can kind of quip about it, but I think that there's a very real piece of that there. Whenever I look at that in my life and, and, the, the spiritual disciplines, like I know I'm accountability averse, mm. um, even in preparing for this, mm. you know, thinking through like, how do we have this conversation and stuff? And, and how do I come here and say, um, accountability is a good thing and you should have people in your life that can hold you accountable. And then yeah. I sit there and I go, I have like maybe three people that yeah. actually know some of what's happening and like yeah. two that know like maybe 85%, but that last 15%, I don't want people to know that. Sure. And, and so informing that for me, like, um, a a big piece of a a checkpoint is, um, this idea of a rule of life, Mm. uh, which a number of different authors talk about and it's rule singular. It's not rules, plural. Um, and John Mark Comer actually defines a rule of life as simply a schedule uh, and set of practices and relational rhythms that organize our lives around Jesus's invitation to abide in the vine. So this word rule comes from, um, I think it's, it's Greek and Latin. Um, I think I'm going to reference the Latin one, but it's regula, uh, which is the, the word for trellis. And so if you're familiar with trellis and the vine as a book, but also just yeah. as a concept, um, a vine has to have a trellis to grow yeah. or it's just going to wither out and die. And, yeah. and the, the trellis allows the vine to grow organically, but it forces it to go a certain direction, mm-hmm. right? It forces it to kind of keep going up and outward. Yeah. And so in developing my own rule of life, um, I, I've had to work in like a silence and solitude and a time just to go and be away and to force myself to be in that quiet and to deal with mm that inner workings of who I actually am. Right. Um, which is not fun to do, but also like I'm realizing just through this, like as, as I'm developing and putting different things into these practices that like, Oh, I need to work in a greater degree of accountability, Mm. like personally, both within community, but also just like two guys. And real quick, there was a story I was reading of somebody, um, in like a marriage book. Mm. And, uh, he was like, I'm in my community group. And we finally got to that point of vulnerability for accountability. And he was like, so I was like, you guys can say whatever you want about what's going on in my life. And he said immediately, once I was done talking, he's like, I don't think I shut my mouth yet. They, they jump in and they're like, we don't like how you talk to your wife. You're way too like sarcastic (laughs) and bitey with her. And it's a problem. And he was like, and that just cut me to my core immediately. So like you're opening yourself up, but he's like the person it has made me into as a result is night and day yeah. different from who he was prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the part, um, you know, that, and I appreciate you sharing, you know, it's not something you've mastered, not something that, you know, you, you think, you know, uh, you're the guru on, um, <laughs> no. which, which, which is good because, uh, you know, that's, that's true for all of us and all these things, you know, n- none of us are experts here. Um, but it's the willingness and an intentionality 
to have it in your life. So mm-hmm. to say, you know what, I need this, or if I don't have it, it, it will, um, you know, potentially be disastrous. You know, the old saying, we're, we're all one, you know, big mistake away from ruining our lives Yeah, and, and, you know, having somebody in your life. Um, so, so Ryan was sharing, you know, I need to physically just, just discipline myself to, to pull away and get away and be with God. Mike, you're saying I, I need to be intentional in the relationships I have, you know, not all of them. You're, you're never going to be accountable to every relationship, but right. you know, these two or three really good relationships that they can speak into my life and say whatever they need to say or, or say something is off, um, you know, is, is really, really powerful. Um, you know, for me, I start, um, really, there's probably like, um, uh, just kind of two different things, but, but pretty much the same thing when it comes to checkpoint. And to me, it's, it's not just, um, whether or not I'm doing the right things, um, and uh but it's by the what spirit am i doing them by Mm -hmm. um i really believe we live in a day and age where people are just judging everything by well this is right and this is wrong and i think there's even more to that it is not just is it right or wrong but it's it's am i doing it in the right spirit for the right purposes and i can find myself very quickly getting to a very black and white state looking at people, looking at myself, looking at situations and just saying, this is right. This is wrong. You're wrong. Therefore, I'm going to tell you and you're right. Therefore, it doesn't matter what else you do. And that's, that's, uh, that's not good because I think I'm missing the, the real heart of, of Jesus in that. Yeah. Uh, I've had moments when I've had to purposely, like, like Ryan said, eliminate some things in my life, even though I agreed with them, because they brought the wrong spirit with them. And I started to feel myself getting to a spot of uh, not liking people or not liking a certain group of people because of what I was agreeing with um, in what they were saying. And it was a checkpoint for me to say, wait a second, am I, you know, taking on the wrong spirit uh, in this moment? I need to, I need to distance myself from that. So that I need to check myself. Um, I remember uh, in college, you know, my, my mom doing the same thing to me one time said, you know, these words once she said, are, are you going to hang around the same people you did last year? Cause you weren't, you weren't really much fun. And uh, I remember that in a way of just her speaking, say there's, you were changing as a person mm-hmm. and that's not who I think you are. And it was really like wake up call. Like, wow, I, I got to be really careful of this because I can take on um, the, the the spirit of other people and then project it as if that's me and it it's not you know my my wife my kids you know uh, they can look at me and when i'm cranky and tired or i'm short with them or i'm um overreacting on things that i don't normally do and then when they say something to me about that it's not okay well i'm dad or i'm you know the you know husband and you can't do that to me like no that's 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 a moment for me to say wait a second what is in me that is is responding this mm-hmm. way um you know so so what has really helped uh, me in this is um there's a book that i read uh pete cesario uh emotional spiritual uh, healthy um where he speaks about the idea that as we uh, 
begin to learn more about ourselves as we move beyond the 10 percent to the 90 percent the tip of the iceberg to the bottom of the iceberg um you know he, he used this phrase that said you know a lot of times we say jesus in our heart but it's grandpa in our bones and I love that phrase because it forced me to go into my life, go into my past, go into my family history, look at some of those things and to say, what types of things am I carrying in into my everyday life? And how am I purposely checking myself to make sure that I'm not living by my family of origin? I'm not living by what feels right to me. I'm not feeling by how I want to do it. I'm not living by my own emotions or feelings, but I'm recognizing that those are all there and I now want to live by the family of origin of God. And I've got to look differently. So the only way that I can do that is I've learned that I have to have checkpoints all throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a, a, I'm good in the morning and then, you know, the rest of the day is fine or I'll just save it till the evening. I really have to have checkpoints all throughout the day. So um, there was a time, I don't do it as much rigid now because uh, it's a little bit more organic for me, but there was a time when I was, was purposely setting alarms on my phone or on my watch or whatever to, to remind myself, hey, take some time to pray. Hey, take some time to read. Um, hey, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, just go for a walk and, um, you know, pray for the neighborhood or just go for a walk. And, and these were checkpoints in my day to make sure that my spirit was not, you know, you know, coming across or doing things that I didn't want it to communicate because it wasn't Christ-like. Uh, so that's been one of the biggest things uh, for me in the growth of these checkpoints was to to move it from, uh, you know, once I did my devotions, I was good, but to, to move it multiple times throughout the day. Um, Ryan, what's some things that you've read on this idea or this topic? Yeah, I would say just on, on along the same lines, because, you know, I know personally, even if I have really great time with the Lord in the morning, by the end of the night, I might be a mess. You know, yeah. that time that you spend in the morning, is awesome or whenever you spend it right in the afternoon in the evening but if that's all it is yeah. and we completely forget that god exists for the remainder of the day yeah you know yeah. we're just going to spiral back out of control uh and i i just i really like the the teachings of brother lawrence because he really modeled his life on how can i be aware of god's presence in everything that i'm doing yeah you know, and it wasn't just about giving him this sacred time in the morning, mm. but to realize that he's walking with God. He has to be aware, though, yeah. that God is with him. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just think going, you know, taking a ride in the car or going for a walk or little yeah. things of just being able to pause and really see that that God is here. Yeah. He's with you, but it's simply turning your attention to him. Yeah. Mm. So I really love his book, The Practice of the Presence of God, mm. which is just really powerful writings yeah. on the the simplest of things, yeah. you know? So yeah. I love it. I, uh, it made me think of, uh, you know, the story of Nehemiah, who was a cupbearer to the king, and the king recognized that Nehemiah was downtrodden, and, and the king said, what's wrong? And mm -hmm. the Bible says really quickly, Nehemiah prayed. Mm. And we know Nehemiah didn't say, okay, you just wait. I'm going to go pray 10 minutes or I'm going to, you know, he, he simply in that whatever, five, 10 seconds prayed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's just that reminder uh, again, like I'm sure Nehemiah was sitting there thinking, okay, Lord, I, I, I need you here. Like, you know, I need you to intervene. I need you to help. I need you to lead this. 
it's almost like a checkpoint in his spirit to say, this is not by my will. This is, this is by your will, you know, and, uh, how do we, how do we do that in our Mm -hmm. regular rhythms of life? Um, which is, you know, another rule of life rhythms of life is the same concept. Um, you know, like, you know, some of, some people have 40 minute car rides, Yeah, you know, maybe that becomes a a time where they use it in, in some way, whether it's, you know, listening to something or whether they're praying or whether they're worshiping, um, you know, uh, just learning these checkpoints in our, in our lives to be able to say, okay, is my heart in line with God? Um, you know, it's, it's really, really important. So, so good, right? Mike, what, what did you write this week? Well, uh, we actually referenced it uh, a little earlier in the episode, but, uh, emotionally healthy spirituality by Pete Scazzaro. Um, and I just, it's one of those books that I think I'm going to read this at least one time a year for a yeah. while. Cause it's just, it does it so lovingly, but I feel like it just like kicks you in the gut, um, yeah. in, in such a good way. Um, but basically, so, um, Scazzaro, what, what he says, the, the whole premise of the book is you cannot be spiritually mature if you are emotionally unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things are incompatible. Um, doesn't mean that you're not saved doesn't mean that you can't endeavor to follow Jesus and even have some success there, but you cannot be spiritually mature while emotionally unhealthy. And he just systematically uh, goes through and just starts to unwire Mm -hmm. our brains, which I think is really important because like our brains are designed where the more that one thought goes from A to B and it wears that path down, it's just like a path in the woods and it becomes easier to go there. And I think sometimes we make a mistake in the church where we're like, oh great, you're saved and just assume that 20, 30, 10, 40 years of habitual patterns and behaviors are just completely undone. And that's not God can work that way, but that's sure. not the way that I think we, we see it work. Yeah. And Scazzaro just, just walks through and he starts by talking about how we have to move from our false self to our authentic self, how we have to go from believing that I am what I do, I am what I have, or I am what others think of me, yeah. and instead just become completely secure in the love of God and who he says that we are. Mm. Yeah. And it's so simple and it's so profound, but it is so tough because yeah. we just want to be caught up and, and we see it in church. Yeah. Oh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. No, you're not. We all know you're not. Like yeah. I can see it on your family's faces. You're walking into the church. You guys fought on the way here. Like, yeah. and maybe that's not the time to talk about it, but we have to, I think, start to embrace not only our authentic selves, mm. but the authentic selves of the people around us yeah. and create that kind of environment. And, and yeah, I think that's all just a part of becoming emotionally healthy yeah and then spiritually matures and that's how you foster that environment yeah that, that'll uh that's one of our favorites here uh, yeah. this one we'll yeah we'll talk a lot about uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff in that um you know in 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 that light mike what are some of the practical thoughts or steps that you've you've taken that maybe could help um to be able to make to go from that false self to authentic self or what are some of the practical steps in in building checkpoints into your rhythms your rule of life that, that you've done. Yeah. Um, it, for me, it kind of goes back to, um, really all of what we said today. But, uh, as I think about even the way that he wrote emotionally healthy, um, he ends talking about building a rule of life, right. Mm-hmm. And, and working that kind of thing in there. And that can sound really intimidating because in theory it's kind of a set of rules, right? It's kind of a set of things that you're doing and building into your schedule. 
um, to help you follow the way of Jesus. Um, but that can just start with one thing. And so for me, I mean, I know I started mine out with silence and solitude. Um, and that just became, uh, just a rhythm in my own life and my own devotions, um, that, uh, at this time, every single day I was going to do that. And now I have four or five things that, that I'm doing, but I just added them in one, one at a time. And, And I will tell you, so like the one that I've added in most recently is just working in, um, like fasting regularly and mm-hmm. just in my rhythm in the week. Um, and the, the change in mindset towards simplicity and towards temptation and mm-hmm. doing that has just been unbelievable. Like it's stuff I never expected would come up, but, but yeah. what God has just been doing through that and it mm-hmm. doesn't feel laborsome. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not heavy. It's it, it, right. It, it is, only through the strength of God that we're able to do this and that we're able to walk this path and we have to just kind of hand those things off. And, yeah. and, and so just starting with that one thing, if it's silence and solitude, if it's putting an alarm on your phone and saying, yeah. I'm going to walk around the neighborhood and pray today, or I'm going to stop what I'm doing for five minutes and, and, and just read a chapter today mm-hmm. or try to read three chapters today or do a Psalm and a proverb. Yeah. Right. One of those little things, but it just becomes a checkpoint where you can remove yourself from the chaos of the world Yeah. and say, I'm a citizen of heaven. Yeah. Right. That is, that's really where my priority is removing yourself from that, remembering who you are and just moving towards that authentic self. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I, I, I appreciate some of the practical steps in that too. And, you know, uh, we live in a day and age where, you know, everything is, um, GPS and and so no one stops and asks for directions anymore. But uh, even if you think about GPS, if you're driving somewhere, uh, how often we look down to make sure we're going the right way? Okay, mm-hmm. you know how yeah. often we we look at our phone to say, okay, am I am I on the right path? Am I heading in the right direction? Did I did I miss the turn? Is it is it rerouting type thing? Um, you know, I, I think that's that's critical. And uh, you know, just just a, a thought in in the Psalms, Psalm one thirty nine. Uh, 23 to 24 says, search me, O Lord, O God, know my heart, try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And and really that's what David is saying in there. Lord, I'm, I'm taking a checkpoint to, to, to know my heart, to search my heart. And if I'm going in the wrong direction, show me the, the, the direction I need. And, you know, some of these disciplines, you know, like as Ryan shared prayer and the physical moving and, you know, um, you know, Mike talking about, um, you know, Sabbath silence, uh, fasting uh, for me, just, you know, feeling that that the, the emotional spirit that I have and what does that, you know, all these types of things uh, we have to learn in our in our uh, discipleship. Um, you know, what are the checkpoints we want to add into that? And so, uh, again, you know, we want to encourage you to, to be taking the time to do that. You know, maybe, um, this is a new concept for you and you got some questions, you know, you can, uh, find us at a website at churchrefuge.com. You can email us if you have even prayer requests, if we can pray for you. Um, you know, again, we just want to start these kind of conversations, get you thinking discipleship. How do I add in, not just go from a Sunday to Sunday or go from, one activity to the next but how do i add in regular checkpoints to see if i'm moving in the same direction that that is the the way of our lord the way that 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 of our master is my heart in line with him and so uh, i'll be praying for you uh this week and and hope everything goes well Uh, have a great day